Okay. So I recently finished uh, Folklore 2 for HBO. Oh, right, uh, right. Okay. Technology horror, yeah. And we had Seiko Matsuda direct an episode. <laughs> really? Uh, wow, <yeah>. okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I was in Japan with her, she told me a ghost story, you know, and I was like, oh, this is interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. But we into a, 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 an episode. Because supposedly she had a female ghost fan that would constantly go to a concert. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in, in a pink dress. Wow. Okay. Not some, not some like extreme stalker kind of. <laughs> no, invisible. Wow, okay. At the time, her PA could see spirits. Oh, right, right, right. Here we go in, in a pink dress. And every night she's at your concert. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'll start off with, I think, basically, uh, Bigola, you know, because that's hmm. how it all started. You know. Oh, okay. okay. It was through Philip like, that I got to meet everyone. Oh, and right, right, right. Okay. I, you know, I mean, I've always liked music. I mean, even, you know, as a family, we listen to the quest. Right. Quite a bit of a Singaporean angle, right? Right. Yeah. But it was. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be all Singapore. La. I mean, you know, whatever you. Music, whatever music, yeah, whatever music that you like from, from growing up or whatever, even. Uh, yeah. And also, I mean, like, and also for, I mean, we might want to touch a bit. A um, bit more detail on your music videos as well, uh, mm-hmm. uh, specifically for the '90s bands, mm-hmm. you know, like Outfellows and yeah, and all those. Because all those bands. were commissioned by Big Oh, those are commissioned. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so you know, they they would get like Levi's and all these you know brands to sponsor. Right, and, right, and right. Got to shoot these like in a way they were shoestring budget videos, uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, la. I mean with camcorder whatever we had. I mean, Eric, I, I know that you, you have to rush off, so we will we can just jump straight in, uh, yeah, Kevin? Can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do yeah. all the other stuff later. Can, yeah. can, can. Okay, so let, let me slate, huh? Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lion City Rock, the first podcast that focuses on Singapore's uh, pop music history, uh, present day, uh, future, you know, who knows, everything, everything about Singapore, Singapore pop. Um, yeah, today our uh, special guest is somebody whose uh, work we've grown to know and love over the last, I don't know how long, it's been a while. <laughs> but uh, this is a this, long, long time. <laughs> this guy, this guy's stuff has been acclaimed everywhere, not just in Singapore, around the world as well. You know, he's been hailed as as one of our top uh, filmmakers, and and you know, maybe one of our. Come on, let's I be mean, okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's just go. Let's just go. To... <laughs> yeah, he's been crazy. No, the thing is, he's, I think he. I mean, you know, this is anecdotal, but I think he's been. He's like the guy who actually kickstarted our whole. Oh yeah. Uh, film industry, so yeah. to speak, in the in the in the from the eighties, nineties onwards, uh, because uh, we had some film industry in the past, but then it kind of died out. But you know, he he's been credited with restarting that again. So uh, without much further ado, let's just bring him in so that we can get this show on the road. Uh, Mr. Eric Koo, yay! Woo-hoo! Yay! Hi, Kevin. <laughs> hey, hey <Rick>. <laughs> <laughs> you guys on a Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> We, we we hope you got your copy copy going on because we do. Yeah. Mm. Hey, I love the t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite band. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking about favorite bands, let's, let's talk about this. I mean, this is a music podcast, so we're gonna focus a bit more on the music side of of your work. Yeah. Um. Uh, and yourself, I mean, like you know, has, has music always been a thing for you when you were growing up or something? Yeah. You know, when I was a little kid, my sister, older sister, she loved movie soundtracks and I would constantly like listen to <clears throat> her soundtracks whether they're you know uh, Italian scores or French scores you know oh. um, Francis Lay, Michel Legrand they, they were wow. wonderful composers and then I had this other sister who was just really into like 60s pop right Beach Boys you know and um, it, it was a real nice household of growing up with music so music has always been part and parcel of my life, but I, I would say that you know, as I got older, the sort of bands I would then discover on my own would be Joy Division. 
mm. water. And whenever I create anything, if it's, if it's a, uh, a treatment, an idea, I need to have music playing because that's my main source of inspiration. <laughs> yeah. um, so there, there are certain films that, that I've done that I still remember the source material or that, that song that sort of inspired me. So in the case of um, Be With Me, I remember I had just bought the Brian Wilson Smile CD mm. and there was the song, you know, um, Father of the Sun. And it was, it was just playing and I, I think I was in the UK at the time with Royston Tan for some festival, but I just played that on repeat mode. And, and then um, I spoke to Kevin, right? Because <laughs> Kevin has been my long time collaborator, you know? Yeah. When I want to get a crazy idea, it's like, hey, Kevin, can you, can you give me something like this, something like that? And yeah. then um, mix it up because Kevin works really fast. And I like people that work fast. So uh, he, he, he had some melody that was really, really good. And I still remember together with uh, Christine Sham, yeah. who's a wonderful arranger, also does a lot of live concerts with Stephanie Sun, and, mm. you know, another partner of In Crime With Me when it comes on to music. So she arranged uh, the score for, for Be With Me, which was really beautiful. Um, yeah. But going back, I think if we go all the way back, I mean, my introduction to, again, local music, like my sisters were into the Quest, there were always like local bands, you know, uh, singles around the house and, would listen to them, but it was really, I think, uh, through Philip Chia of Big O Magazine that uh, I got acquainted with a lot of the, the, the indie bands that were starting out. So um, we used to hang out at uh, Newton Circus. I remember, you know, drink a lot of Anchor beer because that was the cheapest. <laughs> yeah, rolls and rolls of bottles of Anchor. So <laughs> it was there that I met uh, Francis Frightful of Opposition Party and okay. Joe Bung, you know corporate toil and there was Paddy of the Odd Fellows and you know, Damien Sin I remember was also there and it was interesting because um, Big O wanted me to do these little uh, music videos for, for the bands and <clears throat> I thought like you know when you have a corporate toll versus OP uh, versus Odd Fellows it's really different right so it's like what's all yeah. style you know should we do it and Sometimes they would get sponsors to give us some money to do these music videos, but they were really sort of like shoestring budgets. So you had to be a little bit more creative and, and come up with something special. Um, and we we're very happy because what we were doing back then, these video clips actually played on TV and mm. there was support for local music. And um, it, it was wonderful. Like when Kevin asked me to help him illustrate the cover for his mm. Watchman Democracy yeah. novel. Yeah. Like, wow. Because, you know, um, I also like to draw. I, I do my own comic books. Actually, I started off drawing supposedly when I was about three years old. I'd be scribbling on the floor and, you know, <laughs> and then I start drawing. So I think I started drawing before I started writing. Um, but then that, that led on to, you know, making, making storyboards, you know, music videos, then mm. short films, short films, and, and then feature films. But every yeah. time I would need to listen to music, right? Because um, <laughs> it, it's just so inspirational for me. I mean, one thing is watching a film, but but I think mm. it's, it's the music that's playing, and as you're, you know, burning the midnight hour, you're writing down ideas. You, you need that music, and and I think also with with different works that we've done, uh, I'll listen to different types of music. Mm. But but <clears throat> it could be a pop song, or it could be a ballad, it, it could be whatever. I think I think one. I mean, for for me, I mean, I first got to know about you through your short films. In fact, I, I have to admit that like, I cribbed I cribbed the the visual idea for a song that 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 my band AWOL recorded called Claude's Dog, and it was it was cribbed off your August film. Oh, the dog! Are, <laughs> because it was a dog. Yeah. It's a point of view. It's a POV of a dog running yes. through. So we like, oh, that's a nice idea. Let's just crib that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but but uh, but I mean, what was interesting is you know all these music videos um, uh, back then. I mean. For, for I think a lot of us, it was quite revolutionary. We've never seen a music video done like that before. I mean, most of the time we talk about music videos per se, I'm using air quotes here. It's just a performance video. A band is in a studio and then you just get shots of bands on a TV show and then they just cut it to look like a video, right? Um, but yours had, had like different scenes, you know, there was a, it, was a, it was very visually um, exciting to see some of it, even though it, it may be a performance video, like for some of them, but they were shot in places that we were not expecting, mm -hmm. you know, like on the street or in some kind of a, a 
you know, dark dark danky club or something if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my best favorite one is Lost My Head. Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh my yes. Yeah, yes. 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 We, we saw chickens getting the heads chopped off. Yeah. Quite scary. We eating Chinese rice. Yeah. <laughs> Them, them, them pet rocking around with a bloody t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, you know, there was a music video called Your Smiling Face. Mm. And, and you know, I love that ballad and I thought, you know, it'd be wonderful if we could get a celebrity to appear in it. Yes. And at the time, who was really, like, fam- very famous was uh, Bonnie Hicks. Yeah. And I asked her, I said, hey, look, we don't really have a budget, but, you know, would you, you know, give us your appearance and help this... <laughs> You know, little indie band, and she goes, "Yeah, sure." And and it was it was really fun that you know everybody at the time you know just came together to to support local music, and, mm. and really it was a lot of very very good uh, material out there. Nice. So that was also good. You know that I would listen to music and songs that would be inspirational. Like when I heard "Hope and Requiem" by Corporate Toil, you know, mm. it had this lovely melody, and 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 I just I just thought, okay, it had to be something that was going to be like with CG computer graphics but I mean of course when you look at it now it looks very crude (laughs) but I think during its time and together with this friend of mine um, he was able to to put in the images and when it came out a lot of people were saying whoa this is really cool you know it's it's nice and um, yeah I think the concept of that the premise is Joe Ng on a life support system and and it's funny because you know having met all of them, and, and, and you know, they're really nice, creative people. I was hanging out with uh, Damien Sin, you know, who was actually from the band Transformers. Yeah. Um, mm. He had written um, his uh, second horror anthology called yep. Classic Horror Stories, yep. Volume 2. Yep. And <laughs> I remember he came up to me and said, look, hey, can you illustrate for me the stories, right? And it was, I think, on a Friday, and I said, how many stories are there? He goes, about 12, 13 stories. And I said, when do you need it? He goes, uh, can I have it by Monday? And I'm like, <laughs> so I, I read those stories and they were like amazing. Some of them, you know, very twisted and very dark. And then I, I thought, okay, like, let's scribble it all, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, thick pencil, uh, what do I use, like 6B pencils. But there was one story that just stuck in my head, right? And it was about... Um, a mortuary attendant and right. he falls in love with this cadaver that he brings home. He he literally kidnaps this this dead body, right? Um so the story's in my head and I remember I was in Newton Circus one night and I, I think together with Joe Ng, Damien. And at the time already I had collaborated with Joe on a short film called Carcass, together mm-hmm. with this friend of mine called Nazir Hussein, who also were doing a lot of like band promotions and events. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. with the uh, carcass, I was uh, pretty, and we were all like hypnotized by Joel's performance. He was really, really good um, as this tragic, you know, simple, simple-minded uh, person. And we, when we were at Newton, you know, I said, you know, Joe, I want to do a feature film and, and I think I'd like you to act in it. And um, it's going to be based on Damien's One Last Cold Kiss, but, you know, mm. it being my first, feature film, I don't exactly want to make it a horror film because uh, the, the short story is really horrific. <laughs> mm. So I said, uh, and then because I think that night we were all eating pork, right? And then with all the beer, and then I, I, I sort of belched a bit, I smoked the beer and the meepok, and I said, <laughs> called Meepok Man. <laughs> so okay. the beer, he's a bit like doused and, and you know, we've all been drunk and he goes, okay. And because uh, I really wanted him to be the meepok man. And Mm-hmm. With with that film, we also wanted to have a lot of local music in it. Mm-hmm. So we've got like I Love Singapore by mm-hmm. The Watchmen. We've mm-hmm. got um, I think we had some of Joe's music as well. Um, and I remember we were very fortunate because uh, BMG uh, released the soundtrack of me. Yeah. You know, the original score, which was composed by my friend John Compa. And I remember there was a, a song you did, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Girl Lost, yes. which I really liked. So I, I think I got you to go to the studio and and, and yeah. play the piano yes. or something. Yes, like, on the spot. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> and instrumental <laughs> version. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so that's that's how it started. And you went out, and, and then we had it. Yep, yep. And and the album, the album actually had a lot of uh, 
indie bands, and I think even Ben Harrison had a track. And it was it was mm. a very fun album because you had this emotional score with Erhu and all that, right? And yes, yes. Tracks, and some of these tracks were featured also within the film. Yeah, we, right. I mean, we had we had Stone Revivals as well as Odd Fellows. Mm. Yeah, because because the opening uh, track for the Pop Man is Impending Death. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. And then once you cut into the film, right, you actually in this coffee shop, right, and who's in the background of the coffee shop is Francis Frightful and Kaz. Yes. <laughs> oh, right, right. Okay. See, like, all these all these Easter eggs popping up. We've got to go back and rewatch that that movie again. <laughs> on Netflix, Netflix. But you know, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's funny because um, you know, Kaz <clears throat> eventually got into doing sound designing. Yeah. And oh. he has done the sound designing for a lot of my my, my works, yeah, whether it's series, short film, feature. Yep. Um, but when he got the inspiration to do that was when he, he claims with when he was on the shoot of Me Pop Man in the, yeah. in the little coffee shop, when he saw all of us working real hard and because you know he likes sound, he thought, okay, maybe I go in that direction. Now now Cass is one of the most prominent sound designers, you know. Yeah. And, hmm. and I love I mean, I think it's interesting also because, like, I think that was the Meepok Man was probably the first. Uh, Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but I think that was the first ever like soundtrack, uh, proper for for a feature film. I I can't recall any other, you know, soundtracks coming out before that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, um, then of course there was Twelve Stories, um, which also came out, and then I think that kind of kicked off the whole, um, for that period, I'm, right? I'm really excited when I was doing Twelve Stories because that was like uh, financed by this company called Spring Roll, yeah, subsidiary of Pony Canyon, mm. and, and uh, I remember Jimmy B comes with all these cassette tapes, right? And he, he just like, hey, have a listen. You know, what, what do you want, you know? And I remember I saw this demo tape, right? And it was Humback Oak. And when I popped it in, right? I mean, the tracks were just bloody amazing. And the one that really got me was If I Am Weak. Yep. And then I said, mm. okay, I want this to be the closing song. Closing yep. credits for 12 stories. And then I got to meet Leslie, nice guy. You know, um, yeah, I remember on, on the 12 story soundtrack, besides the original score, I think you also composed some of the, the score music, right, Kevin? Yeah, I did the score. You did the score, right? <laughs> and then you arranged it or who arranged it? So it was arranged by John Pompa and Yao. Oh, Yao, that's right, Yao. Zikron Lounge, right? Yeah. Yes. Wow, okay. <laughs> and then uh, we had, I remember we had Goodell by, by Goodell, which yeah. I love, you know. Um, we had Goodell, we had. Uh, I like scenes on it as well. Yeah. Actually, a lot of good tracks were in there. Then Odd yeah. Fellows also, yeah. yeah. And I, I think some made it into the film, <laughs> and those tracks that didn't make it into the film made it into the making of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> Background music, you know, good stuff. <gasps> did, did, I'm, just wondering, so I'm just wondering, uh, since you mentioned... Not, I think there was also a Nacho Ali song that I really liked. Probably. Yeah, what is it called? Oh. It's really catchy. Hang on, let me let me see. I, I have the soundtrack here, so <laughs> if I can if I can find it in my stash. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean I can, maybe maybe I can just check with you as well. Um, you know, like since you talk about like oh you wanted like say if I'm weak from from I'm back yeah. in, into the thing. Yeah. So do you get like, I mean, is your story done already by that point, or you go hey this is this is going to be good. I might work a scene to fit it all. So, you well, know, well, you know, I, I think at the time right. Um, we were still writing the script, maybe, and then I was like, listen to the music. Yeah, it was before production. Oh, so everything is still like set up before you even kick off. Mm. Because I, I like doing a lot of homework before the shoot starts. So it's almost you've got everything you know at play, and you know it's, it's in the right place. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, well maybe we can talk a bit also about. I mean, you know the. But I remember the twelve stories though. I mean, yeah. Not- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no I just kept on playing, right? And I had it on, on auto mode to the point where I think like Lam Mei, uh, Colvin Pin, they could all sing the song. They knew the lyrics. And, and it was um, For You by Electronic. 
Oh, right. Yeah, that's, right. that's a great song. On the street yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, that's an awesome song. And, and actually, the lyrics sort of inspired us to come out with the Jack Neal segment, Agu, you know, with the China oh. brand, you know. Um, so, yeah, that, that was basically the coda. Yeah. Wow, okay, okay. <laughs> that's quite interesting. And, and besides that, I think I also kept on playing and drove everybody crazy was um, the, the Pet Sounds uh, sessions. It came in a green box. Yeah. yeah, I remember I used to like like bring my portable uh, CD player. Then we're in the location. I just play there. Very very crazy. Over and over and over. <laughs> you know, I mean, what what I also like is it's like in, in all your movies. I mean, because you've done like so many different uh, uh, movies and and type. Yeah, and and the 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 mood that you use. I mean, you did mention that you you like to listen to music where you do all your work and stuff like that, but. You know, I I say how like you know the the making the making picking the right mood, the right songs sonically for for your scenes and stuff like that. Is it is it does it come like that or do you have to mull over a thing and go like uh, how how of how many different you know tracks or sounds do you do you plow through before you go okay this guy works. You know how long does it take for you to get that that part done? You know, I I I have an idea. Uh, like right now, I'm. I'm working on my next feature film. Mm. So I'm, I'm almost hearing um, the design and, 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 and the tempo of the music and, and what sort of instruments I may want to incorporate, right? Because mm. um, I've, I've just finished like writing the script with my son. And um, you know what I love are the characters within the pages, right? You start feeling for them and then you start looking at them and where they are. And, and, and I have, especially for this particular film, a very specific look. You know? Right. A lot, a lot of that happens at night. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in, a, in a country with no mosquitoes. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Yeah. And then I remember I made a short film called Pain, right? Yeah. And I remember I shot that on like I, uh, Reversal Tracks from Super 8. So it's like really grainy. Right. And to save costs, all the dissolves that you see happening within that film are dissolves have done within the camera. Because <laughs> you know, it's like a machine, right? When you press this thing, right? Like, yeah. And then it rewinds, right? So yeah. your next shot better be right because if you, if you don't get it right, it yeah. doesn't work, right? And uh, so that was pain, right? And, and pain, I remember I got this incredible band. Kevin, what's the name of the incredible band? That uh, rocket Scientist. Rocket Scientist. That, that did the entire score. So I, I gave them the film and I said, you just put what you want to it. And it was electrifying what, what, what they had in there. Yeah. Um, and it's just industrial pounding. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think, you know, music, uh, design, very, very important for moving mm. pictures of what you want to say, what you want to have. Yeah. And, and actually, I owe a lot to, to Pain because it was really with Pain when I, when I won this new award called the Special Achievement Prize. Yep. When they gave it to me, I was like, what is this Special Achievement Prize? And I went backstage and discovered, oh, wow, it's sponsorship from, you know, Kodak, you mm. know, post-production houses. And it's, it's actually like, wow, you can get all this sponsorship, right? And, and the great thing is, there was a list of all these companies, but there was no number at the bottom. Right. So I went to visit them, having read that incredible Damien Stin short story, One Last Cold Kiss. And I said, look, how about you give me a bit more, then I'll do a feature film and I'll credit all of you, you know, versus I just do another short film. So actually they were all like quite fun, but I remember the, the, the camera rental place would give me equipment that would break down and not like... <laughs> oh no. Crazy things like that. But it was cool. I, and I managed to do Me Pop Man because of all the sponsorship. And so I, I was very happy because... I was sad for a while because when, when Pain was released, um, I got a call and they said, uh, <clears throat> the film is still allowed for competition, but technically the film is banned. Mm. So nobody can watch it. Yeah, And it's okay because it's in competition. All the judges are foreigners. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad, okay, at least okay, I, got, I got the Special Achievement Prize. And um, because with, without that, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to make me more Mm. There's always like one thing led to another, and it was yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. coming together. And then I would yeah. start meeting people out of the blue, you know, like this very angry guy called Brian Hong, 
put it <laughs> yeah, yeah. for me, right? <laughs> or my my GP Ho Yok Wing. Um, it's 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 quite amazing looking back, and and with all this, we have you know songs and music that uh, you know becomes the soundtrack of our lives. I guess you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think. That's I think. Just, yeah. That's yeah. Just, sorry. Yeah. That's just one question I really need to ask you, man. Uh, I mean, you know, we were working together for so long, but one thing I always realized about you is that you know exactly what you want for, you know, in terms of the music, right, for every scene, every part of the film. And and I always look back and I think it's really bloody well spot on, you know. So where do you think that really comes from? Because that's a real gift. Where do you think that comes from? After a couple of whiskeys. <laughs> No, but I mean, I mean, you're you're not a musician, right? I think you will acknowledge that. But when it comes to like, you know, knowing what right music to put in, it's always yes. perfect, you know. Yeah, so I'm I like always always amazed at that. It's like, what? Where does that come from? Because you you don't have any musical training, musical background, but you know exactly what to put in. Yeah, I mean, I I I guess it's it's my love for music. Mm. And then I also mm. realized something, you know. <laughs> it's like when you make a short film. You shouldn't use copyrighted music. <laughs> yeah, your films can be shown at festivals, but you can't sell them. Yeah, I remember with yeah. Copters, I had Velvet Underground. I had, uh, you know, uh, was it Sakamoto or whatever? Had, yeah, all these bands, and and then I, I realized that, that's why Pain. I, I decided let's go with Rocket Scientist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think what was what was interesting as well is uh, I mean speaking about you know music and local music and stuff, uh, Vernon Cornelius pops up in a I think in a couple of your films as yes. well. I, I love his voice. Okay, <laughs> I love his voice. I love Brian Richmond. So Brian Richmond has also appeared in my work, right? One and of course Crystal's yes. voice. Crystal's voice also beautiful, right? <clears throat> now um, <laughs> I remember we were doing some TV show. Uh, I got drive. And we got mm. Vernon Cornelius to act in it with uh, Sylvia Tolpak too, you know, who was yes. Hindu. And uh, they were just fantastic. And, and uh, sometimes I just would get Vernon to come over and listen to him talk. He's got this lovely voice. And, you know, we had him in, in the room, you know, in the, room. the 60s segment where he plays the, the manager of uh, a pop band, you know. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I mean, since, since you mentioned that as well, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to put you on the spot, all right? Mm. Um, since you have this great love of music and and you know movie making, are you would you ever make like a, a, a um, maybe like a, a bio or something a music a music bio of yeah, I don't know I I why not let's do Kevin Matthew story all <laughs> oh, right that would be that would be yeah. so exciting yeah, <laughs> yeah I got two points right now. Uh, Christopher, right? I mean, he composed this melody for Mind Magic when he was 10 years old. Yeah. I remember I, he goes, wow. you know, I remember it was like, what do you call him, Kevin? Xylophone. Xylophone. <laughs> so I just, I don't know, I, I videotaped it and whatever and brought it to you and said, hey, what do you think, man? And um, he's great. And then my other son that's collaborated with you, Jay, uh, Kevin, is James. Yeah. And, and James sings really well. And, yes. and I think it'd be wonderful if we could do some sort of you know, music film thing with, with us all. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be excellent. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, yeah, you can do like a, yeah, you even do like a, a jukebox musical as they like to call them these days. The uh, idea for like a, a, a local band film is uh, this guy called Jason who did uh, Zombie Pura. Mm. And oh, yeah? He wants to do something on Board Fox, his favorite band. Oh, oh my man. God. That would okay. be great, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that'll be good, man. Yeah, the yeah. only the only other one I can think of that would be quite interesting is 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 the 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 crescendo story. Oh yeah, which I thought which I've always thought was like, wow, how come how come nobody has ever done a narrative about this? Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you kind of have you kind of have something in that segment in in the room, lah. Yes. Yeah. Or is there something a project that you like to do? Uh, to do that you haven't actually like been able to do yet? Mm, no, not really. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the next one, uh, it's it's uh, a very yeah. personal work and I, I think Kevin, yeah. you're aware of that. And, yep, yep, yep. Um, I mean, it's very music oriented as well. It, it, it's really, uh, it's it's about a singer. Yeah, it's got uh, a lot of music. A in it, yeah. singer. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Not okay. Not Singaporean. Not, Singaporean. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very old person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the, here's the thing as well. I mean, like, you know, um, knowing what you, like, going, having having gone through all that, I'm going to put you on the spot again. I mean, what what, what would you say would be like the, the biggest uh, lesson you've learned working with, you know, working in film and also you know, dealing with music and stuff like that? Well, you know, I, I think the most important thing, I mean, if you're a comic illustrator, it's just, you can play God, right? Yeah. No one's going to rain or whatever, you got full control. But when you're making a film, it's all about teamwork. It, it's all about coming together and having, you know, these good vibrations, right? And and seriously, Touchwood, I think I have been, you know, uh, working with, with wonderful people and, and from, Nippon band till now I'm still working with some of the same people and yeah. and that's wonderful how we all grow together and you know it's like what I said you know Cass was doing a cameo you know at the coffee shop and yeah. he's working on my sound design yeah mm. um, I believe that you know like I tell a lot of young filmmakers also you know if you want to make your first work whatever you've got to give it all your best because it could be your first and your last one, right? And so you, you really have to do something that you care a lot for. And I would say, you know, because when we started making, you know, these feature films, it was still originated on either 35mm or 16mm. And, and that's mm. really not cheap and, and heavy. But now with digital, seriously, I think anyone can be a filmmaker. Once you've right. got a smartphone, right, you can really do stuff. And with all these apps that you have, so you see a lot of very good product coming out with tight budgets. And I, and I think that ability now to be able to, to create without having much money is so much better for the, the creative individual. So you can talk about, you know, let's say in China in the old days, right? I mean, they needed to film with film. <laughs> and now you've got a whole slew of alternative filmmakers that can do digital, and you're going to find some very interesting, you know, uh, pieces. I don't know whether that answers your question, but... No, so, because, like, all right, so, like, I mean, we started out talking about music video, but I realized it's so, like, I watched recently uh, uh, the Shy's music video, which is done by JX, right? And yeah. It, so that one I thought was, like, wow, that's a real upgrade from, right, what you normally see that was really well done. And yeah. in fact, somebody else who also does a lot of local music videos is Chong Wu, who's also mm. done quite a lot, you know. So, do you, do you see, ever see yourself doing another music video one day? Mm, <laughs> no, no, I, I think I'm too polished on my liking. And he does these wonderful videos with the girl with the mask. Uh, Jasmine Soko. Uh, Jasmine Soko. Yeah. Jasmine yeah. It's like, hey man, did that cost like millions of dollars? But I know Marty, right? And it's like, you know, he, he knows what to do. That, that's why, you know, these days you can really get, you know, amazing footage down. I guess, you know, if uh, it's a piece of music that I really, really like, then I'll, I'll come up with a little narrative structure to it, you know. And one of the, the clips that I, I kind of like is um, Radio Station that I did for the podcast. Yes, yes. Mm. I... I managed to have this small steady cam and you know we just did it in about like maybe two or three takes but there's a lot of energy and vigor in that, that video and um yeah and then you know we actually had some better budgets i think <laughs> when when Tony Kane would come out with some of these videos and also rock records right wow okay. there's a music video that actually the budget was quite good but i don't know i i think i haven't seen it for a while it was water by the Padres. It was very clean. I think we did it in the studio, but I don't know. So you don't have any of these like music videos? With you? I mean, I have some, but some I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because they were like on, uh, like, I think Betacam tapes, you know? Right, yes. You know, then we would have like VHS, you know, and sometimes it's VHS, you know, they get all moldy. No, I was, I was just wondering like, whether you want to like, put out like a retrospective kind of thing, you know? The first, I think they were good for when they came out. <laughs> but there are quite a lot. They're little, little put up. Yeah, he, he got, he put yeah. them together for the, the the, the, the sorry the exhibition, right? Yeah, the SG fifty one. 
So there, there are quite a few of them are, are online in uh, YouTube. Radio station, but got to play favorite song. So the other one also is that you did the new school rock documentary. Oh, the documentary, yes, yes, yes. 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 That was really fun. I really enjoyed interviewing Philip Tia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was good. We we had a lot. I guess it starts off with uh, Abdul Nizam, and he's yes. playing uh, drum, and he's he's wearing a T-shirt with the Padres on it, and yeah. that's how Joe got the name Padres because he goes uh, past that, and then uh, Nizam goes, "Oh, they're a useless baseball uh, team." <laughs> 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 like, it's okay. Let's become the Padres. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a that's a good document. I think. I mean, I, I, that's a you know that's that's a kind of thing. I, I think we need more of. You know, yeah. I mean, it's really sad because we we used to hang out a lot at Substation, you know, yeah. different bands. And I remember that night. It's so sad because you had a heavy heavy metal band, and then you have Corporate Hall coming after them. Yes, and, you know the audience, right? It's like booing and scolding poor Joe. You know, who's just there, you know, doing his thing. And uh, I don't know, but I. I thought his music, you know, was really, really good. A lot of fun memories there. Yeah. yeah. So was that like a just one day, or did you have to do like uh, a couple of days? But uh, yeah, it was it was fun. And then of course, you know, me with with Kevin's my one and only, my favorite mm. ballad. It was so good. It hit number one, right? I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I think he had like so happy hitting number one. Yeah, it's, it's really it's really great. Um, I hope that happens again. You know, I mean, I, okay, I, I, I mean I frankly, I'm not going to hold my breath. Okay, I'm not going to hold. <laughs> but, but if you think about the bigger picture than the game, right? It's essentially Chinese music. Yeah. And, and, you know, for our boys and girls that, you know, cross over to China, I mean, that, mm. that's pretty amazing. They've done, they've done very well for themselves, yeah. definitely. Your early batch of kit, you know, hitting on to Taiwan. I mean, that that's pretty good. For yourself, though, I mean, like, I mean, I, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um... What 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 else can uh, what's in the pipeline for you that you know will will there will there be any what what I'm working on now is a feature right mm-hmm. and also a new series and um, a non scripted series wow okay so, uh, <laughs> you with themes or of food you know it's tasty <laughs> <laughs> okay so the other thing I wanted to ask also right which in relation to music right because mm-hmm. in Singapore. Right, one of the really big, big music items in Singapore, right, whether we like it or not, is NDP song. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you've actually done NDP videos. Yeah. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that. I think I remember the first one you did was quite some time ago, right? Yeah, a long time ago. I think I think I had a bunch of like primary school kids. <laughs> and I okay. kept all up like like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> right, right. Um yeah. I Kind of lo-fi, but fun, a little hot. Um, the last one I did, I think it was Dick Lee. That was him just playing on, on the, the piano. Yeah. Just black and white, simple, and cut to some nice uh, old footage. How, how do you do these gigs? I mean, they're obviously very different from your, your usual output of, of material. It's quite a small community, right? Okay. So, I mean, everybody knows the other person. Like, okay, I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I, I produced the host of Blue Film, right? And so I think Blue Film was, was the creative director that year. And then he goes, Do you want to do the MV? Then I said, Yeah, sure. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, like, you know, looking back again to at, at what you've done so far, I mean, from 1990 when you did uh, Barbie Diggs Joe all the way until now, yeah. um, you know, is there anything that you, you, you've you felt that you know I could have done better with this in terms of you know just just the whole creation of it. Or, you know? I, I think we're learning every day. So even now, um, I mean, I touch wood. I I got good memories with what we put together in the past. Yeah, hmm. um, and I I think we need to do whatever we need to do, you know, one step at a time. Um, but it's it's more like yeah, I mean to to improve and and think of new ways to tell a story. A, a lot of my homework actually came from making those short films. Mm. Those those short films were necessary homework to be able to go on to the next 
three-act structure of a feature film. Um, that's why I say, you know, with a lot of people today, it's, it's, it's easy also because you've got that smartphone. And very importantly, right, you need to get these short films seen at festivals. Then you know whether you have some talent or no talent, you know, and hopefully got some talent and then yeah. can carry on. And, and I owe a lot to the Singapore International Film Festival because it was really where I could submit my films to that sometimes would win, sometimes won't win. But at least they would be screened and you would have a lot of foreign international programmers coming to Singapore to yeah. watch the, the films and, and then to invite them. So I was going to film festivals with my shorts. I remember Barbie Diggs Joe got accepted mm. to the Hawaii International Film Festival. And I was really happy, you know, that it was going to be yeah. played in this beautiful uh, uh, church, right? I don't know, wow. Church of the screening room. But then they told me they banned my film. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah, it's because it's because <laughs> Bobby elopes with GI Joe. <laughs> Can you believe that? So, anyways, <laughs> and that's really cool about, but, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think I think that's the difference. So at least local filmmakers get a chance to show what they can do in these film festivals and have a chance then to meet uh, yeah, I mean, foreign it's, producers it's so and so forth, yeah. and that gives them a chance to move further. Mm. But you know what was really funny? Because, you know, for Bobby Dick's show, yeah. it's one of those, again, short films, right, that I used a lot of music, you know, by famous people, right? And I, I, I love this New Order song called Vanishing Point. And for some reason, I, I had, somebody had given me a CD, I think it was like a little mini CD, where it's an instrumental version. Some, some years back, I came up with a graphic novel. <clears throat> and what I did, right, with this graphic novel was, I took some of the stories out and, 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 and I photocopied them and sent it to Smash Hits, right? P.O. Box. And because <clears throat> when I was drawing this comic book, I kept on listening to Low Life. It, it really was. And, and I was reading the comics of uh, Yoshihiro Tatsumi, right? Mm. And, and, and this essentially was my, my nourishment, right? And, then, of course, I mean, my hero of all time is Stan Lee. So I also sent it to, I think, the Marvel book and whatever. But mm. Peter Hook wrote back to me. And so wow. Stan Lee, right? And I remember Peter Hook wrote back to me, right? He sent me all this 2080 comics, you know. The wow. Brian, the Brian Boland stuff and all that, right? And he really liked these, these little stories, right? So <clears throat> Stan Lee also liked the stories. And... Um, then I remember I, I ORD and then I went to went overseas. So I went to visit <laughs> this uh, Peter Hook in Manchester, right? Mm. And <clears throat> I play him Barbie Dick's Joe. And he's watching there, he's getting a good laugh. And when he hears that track, the vanishing point, he goes, Where the hell did you get this track from? I have something you don't have. You <laughs> <laughs> would send me cassette tapes of the demo stuff and all that, right? What are we doing? Quite interesting. And then I remember when I finally met Stanley. I mean, okay, Stanley has nothing to do with music, but um, mm. you know, um, I think the first girl I ever fell in love with was uh, Gwen Stacy, mm. and that's Peter Parker. <laughs> so yeah, thought, and I was like, "Why did you kill her?" <laughs> it, was, it wasn't my idea. I didn't want to kill her, but I was in UK and I was doing the the British Marvel comic there, you know, to launch it, and uh, it was it was. Uh, Whatever John Romita. John Romita and is it Jum Shooter? Those those naughty guys. No, no, it's just John Romita. Yeah. Was it John Romita? Or maybe because yeah. it is Mary Jane. And then they killed off Gwen Stacy. How sad. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, I think I think this should note also. This was an era where we don't have email. So you were physically, you know, you had to send all these things by snail mail, yeah. as they call it. Mail, it's amazing. And and life carried on so easily back then. <laughs> but I was really happy because I mean it was like yeah for, for many years Peter Hook would just keep on sending me all these comic books. <laughs> I never realized I never realized Cookie was such a big comics fan. He's a big fan, and then you yeah. go on Forbidden Planet, you just gonna buy loads and loads of stuff. Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah, but see, and that and that and that's the kind of thing. I mean, I guess as well uh, what you're mentioning about like getting a. You know, a, a wide network of people whom you you can contact 
get in contact with and and stuff this, like that this, as well. It's almost like really, really special because I mean, okay, you send it to these guys like photocopy, you know, scribble. <laughs> yeah. And then they actually bother to write back. It's like, oh my God, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> and then there's something there that at least maybe they did like, you know? I mean, yes. Like, and it's Wyla. <laughs> and and, and I, I feel, you know, when you're, you know, creating something and it's, it's always really nice and people can connect to it or to relate to it. I'm sure mm. you guys, kind of, you come up with a piece of music, people like it. It just, really good to be able to share and, and to... Uh, yeah, I think I think that's something that, yeah, even anybody now, the young musicians also, they, they, I mean, now that communication is so much, you know, easier, you don't have to like find loads of envelopes and put your CDs yeah. or cassettes in and then stamp it and then send it off to people. You know, you can just drop an email and yeah, that, that's what they should continue to keep doing, you know, in, in a grand scale. It doesn't matter whether it's in Singapore or not. Like in your case, you know, these two guys are so far away and last time it was even further than where, you know, so to speak, than it is now. You know, in terms of getting the word out there, you know, uh, I think I think that's something that I guess a lot of young artists, creatives, doesn't matter whether you're a musician or a filmmaker or uh, you know an, an artist or even you know a young talent, just just get the stuff out there, get some, get to know some people, just send it off. I mean, in the off chance, you never know somebody. Yeah, you never might. know. You never know. So actually, the thing is that I, I realized one thing also, which I wanted to ask you, whether how much can you remember in terms of the music Easter eggs that you put in your movies? Do I put Easter eggs? <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what Easter eggs are, right? Let's say, yeah. for example, right? If you if you look at 12 stories, the opening 12 stories, I mean, you'll find, like, in Reed's room, you'll find, like, Watchmen's Democracies in there. Oh. <laughs> or you'll see Pet Sounds poster. Oh, you see Takumi wearing a Pet Sounds uh, t-shirt and things like that. <laughs> la. Yeah, I don't know. La. I just... Carabas. I, I cannot afford art director. I just bring my barang-barang. <laughs> Make it clustered. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, I, I, I like Astro Boy. So, you know, the, the Ritz character is wearing my Astro Boy t-shirt. Oh, wait, 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 sorry. That was your act, your actual, your actual, own. Okay. I still, okay. I still have it. Wow. <laughs> okay. And I remember, like, years after 12 Stories, I wanted Ritz, the spirit, right, just to reappear in uh, Be With Me. And and then I, I found that t-shirt again and make him wear it again, the Astro Boy t-shirt. Wow. Okay. It was actually okay. a fleeting shot of um, San San, played by Lucilla Teo, hmm. who's the lady that was contemplating suicide. But in right. Be With Me, she's actually with her yeah. husband and child and uh, the spirit, Ritz is watching over them. Yeah. Oh, right. So, so it's all one universe, lah. The yeah. Eric Kuniverse. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why K, like Kaytong's character is in Tell Stories. Uh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's more like deliberate, I guess, just the age, <laughs> that little it's it be me pop man, tell stories and be with me. And then my magic went somewhere else. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I remember my magic, right? The song that I kept on hearing. There were two songs actually. Was mm. Can You Believe It? The Hustle. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> but you know. If you just hustle right, and you slow it down, it's a very beautiful melody, you know. It okay. is, it is. Yeah, right? it is. And then, then the other song I just kept listening to was the uh, Paul Williams, um, what's that song? You know it, Kevin. Which one? Uh, There's so uh, many. <laughs> father and the Child, right? I mean, as in, hey, what is that song? Then Helen, Helen really did a version of it. You and me against the world. Oh, you and me against the world. Oh, and right. So it's like the father is like this yeah. little guy who gets beaten up with right and center, and you know. So so these two yeah. songs were very, very much there that I was playing yeah. for my magic. So, and, and my magic has another really, really obscure Easter egg, which I think only us <laughs> Crazy Beach Boys fans will pick up. Remember that one, Eric? Can't remember. The oh. train. Oh, the, 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 the dog's barking. Yeah, the train and the dog's barking. Right. So, so Chris, Chris, do you know what Easter egg is? No, no. Uh, dog barking. Alamak, you lousy that fail. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not that, that into the Beach Boys at the moment. So that's, that's at the end of Pet Sounds. Oh right. Okay. Okay. I got to go back and listen to the album again. You have a train. You have a train coming through, and then you have, and then Brian's dogs are barking. Right. If right, you watch right. the Love and Mercy, you love the what Love and Mercy biopic. You will right. see that scene reenacted with Paul Dano and the dogs barking, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, okay. But when yeah. we paid some money for the rights of a song was uh, for Ramente, 
yeah. mm -hmm. known as Ramen Shop in the West, right? And <clears throat> it's Telstar. Yeah. Oh. Telstar, right? I mean, that song, okay, when you listen to it, it's a bit like a country song, right? But <laughs> if, if you just strip yeah. it down, you got a fantastic melody, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, so it's, it's like crazy, a nice right? it's crazy. version of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. just... No, yeah, so so when you told me like, can you just do a ballad version of it? I was I thought you were a bit out of your mind, When the first I'm like, what Telstar? The fucking surf rock song. Yeah. Like, but then when we did it, when I did it, it's like, oh my god, he's right again. <laughs> share, share with Chris, I like Chris here. Oh, yeah. yeah, I will, I will definitely. <laughs> it is, it is. It's amazing, especially the when you have the full strings come in like in, in Wow, in, okay. It's amazing. Okay, okay. It sounds amazing, yeah. Yeah. Because frankly, I mean, some of those, I mean, some of the, some of the, the shows, the certain scenes jump out to me because mm -hmm. of the song. Mm -hmm. um, more so than anything, I, mean, I guess because I'm a very audio kind of guy, I suppose. But you know, like even even like like I love Singapore. I mean, I remember that. I remember <laughs> when I hear that, I can't help but just see that scene in my head. Like now, even when we play that 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 song on stage, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, and that's it. You know what I mean? So so yeah, which is why which is why I say I've always liked the way you you've done you've done this this very nice to me. It's a very very nice marriage between sound and vision. To, to quote an old Bowie album. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know you. I know you don't have that much time to. Um, but uh, you know, is there is if there's one thing that you would say is is the best thing or the worst thing about Eric Koo, <laughs> what 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 do you think I, that I is? Think it's my impatience. <laughs> it drives people crazy. <laughs> why do you think? Why do you think I work fast? Why do you think I work fast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trouble. I, 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 that's why I think I need to meditate a bit more and, and be less <laughs> to really savor it all. You know, it's like uh, right. Uh, well, what What do you think of my? You know me, right? <laughs> I, I think I think the the best thing about you is your generosity, la. You're a real people person, la, as far as I'm concerned, and you've met a lot of people as well. A lot of people, <laughs> so yeah, it's amazing. Some of the stories. Oh, I was lucky. I met John Lennon. Mm. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, yeah. like that? that. How like did that, that work? How, like wait, that. Wait, wait, wait! I need to hear this one. How did how did that work out? How, yeah. how did that come about? There, there used to be this uh, Wisma Indonesia building, and then yeah. we do this Japanese family who had a little restaurant there, right? And I remember I was nagging my mother to buy me a skateboard, right? It took me like six months. <laughs> then she finally said, "Okay, I'll get you a skateboard." So. We buy the skateboard, we go to this place, and the daughter tells us there's a lunatic, you know, because you have like two tatami rooms, right? And a okay. sliding door. You know? Right. This is there's a lunatic, you know, in that room. He claims he's John Lennon. So okay, while my mother does this, she goes in and she sits next to that, that sort of door, and then she opens it. <laughs> and then next to <laughs> is John Lennon with his <laughs> Lennon jacket. And he's like looking at her. And she goes, You're John Lennon. He goes, Yes. Oh my <laughs> lunch, right? She because my mom can really talk to anyone, right? And she's like asking this, that, and all his secrets all come out, right? And then he sees my skateboard, right? And he goes, You know, that's really very dangerous. And I tell you, I was so fed up because after the lunch, I had to go and return the skateboard. <laughs> oh no. So John just basically curtailed your skateboarding dreams. Yeah, so sad. It took me months again before I could give me another one, right? But the funny thing is, before um, yeah, before he, he left the restaurant, he, he had a thermos flask and he asked them to put miso soup into it because he doesn't like to eat airplane food, okay? So he said he'd be back there at 6 o'clock to pick it up, right? So, of course, you know, my mother being the Beatles fan and my sisters being, you know, we love the Beatles, right? They come with all their records in the books. <laughs> and six, we walk back to the restaurant, he sees us, he goes, I knew it, Mrs. Koo, that you'd be back. I knew it. What do I have to sign? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yeah, wow. Amazing. Wow, that's amazing, man. <laughs> that's, the, that's the story, yes. <laughs> yeah.
I mean, between Stan, Peter Hook, you know, John Lennon, and, you know, you've worked with also all these people, like <laughs> Julia Binoche. It's <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Is there anybody that you've never, you know, in that, in that, okay, in that you echelon? Know, one, one person I really so loved as a kid, but never met, Bruce Lee. Mm, right. I, I right. remember when he died, I was crying. Oh, oh my God, you know. <laughs> what an impact, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, yeah I, I think it's, it's exciting, you know, we, and like if there's anyone out there, you know, <clears throat> inspired to make the shorts, inspired to do the music, seriously, mm-hmm. you know, you can get it out these days. It's a lot yeah. easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think, you know, hopefully with that, you know, and also the cost factor coming down, you know, more creative talents will shine. Yeah. And with that, I think we can say thank you very much again to thank Eric you. for you, giving us your time today. Thanks, no problem. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Okay. I, I know you got to rush back and finish up your film and your series and <laughs> everything else. So uh, yeah, so I'll we'll talk to you again one of these days, man. We should go and have a copy at, at Newton or something like that. I have a beer. <laughs> I have yeah. a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thanks very Bye. much. Thank you. Bye. See Bye. See you soon. Yeah. And yep, that was very cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great. Yeah. Uh, very great that good that he, he actually uh, took some time out from his very busy schedule yeah yeah and, and, yeah, and, and yeah, he's got more on his plate than what he mentioned definitely I'm sure okay another uh, very interesting and slightly very, different very very interesting different episode of course for me personally as as you kind of gather from the conversations that uh, you know he's a close friend of mine and with mm. Uh, we've been known each other for 30 years now, so wow. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of uh, easy for me to appreciate, uh, you know, what what basically he has done, what he's achieved, and also basically what he's like uh, as a human being. All right. So, <laughs> so that, that's all. That's all that. But more more anything else, I think he uh, is quite an inspiring person because he's really in a very ideas focused. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and you can get a lot of uh, basically uh, inspiration from uh, not only what he has done, but also you know what he can share uh, with us, like what he's done today. So yeah, so that that's basically it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah I think- so really, I mean, you know, check out his, check out his movies uh, for sure. Uh, you can find him on, on Netflix. Uh, you know all the all the movies Chris was rattling out at the beginning of, of this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're all on Netflix. Uh, I think uh, I'm not. I'm not most sure. Of them if are. Are. Yeah, most of them are right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think the short films are, but but the the feature films are definitely you can, yeah. you can get you can get some uh, most of the feature films on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. but I mean I, I I'm I was also quite in, intrigued by the fact that he actually, you know, on, on just just like just wet. <laughs> like stuff like meeting up with Peter Hook and or, or getting oh yeah that's uh, to chat with like Stanley you know it's just, it's just all these things are just uh, just whack moments like yeah. he, he obviously didn't know them beforehand but yeah. he was just I'm just gonna give it to and see what happens yeah. you know what's yeah. the worst that can happen right yeah exactly. and, and, same, yeah. and same like what he said about his mum and, <laughs> and John yes. Lennon yes. <laughs> wow yeah. right just go and see lah yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Instead of just hiding behind that, you know, instead of staying in that behind that wall and just like yeah. speculating on what could or could not yes. happen, you know, like she just opened the thing and true enough, you know. Yes. Yeah. John Ono Lennon sitting over there. Yeah. Side. Yeah. So. And nothing and, mentioned. Nothing gained. Lah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's so true. I mean. Well, uh, try. Yeah, and I think if think if that's one thing that you know any young creators or young music makers out there can take um, from this whole app. I yeah. think that, that would be it. Just just go out there, just put it out there. What's yeah. the worst that can happen? Right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. exactly. Exactly. What's yeah. the worst that can happen? Yeah. If people yeah. don't What's like it, so yeah. what? You know, you, you know, doesn't matter. You know, there'll be somebody out there who will probably like it and, and you know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, exactly. What, what your, what, what, you know, what you can, what can happen after that. Yeah. 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 So, so that that's it from us uh, today. So you know you need to do the usual things. <laughs> so yeah. So share, <laughs> subscribe, comment, yeah. feedback. You know, yeah, yeah. Shout it at the top, the mountain tops, whatever, whatever you need to do. <laughs> yeah, Please get it. Yeah, yeah. You can get in touch with us. Uh, you can you know message us on Facebook, 
on Instagram with the not not with Lance Rock but with the fast colors. Yep. That's F A S T C O L O R S. Yeah. Fast colors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Do give feedback. What you like. You know what you don't like, but but be polite lah. Don't yeah, don't yeah. add us for no reason <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay then. So we'll yeah. see you around again. Thanks. Thank you very much. Yeah. See you next time. Bye.